Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Parents at Play podcast. I'm the dad, Asa. And I'm the mom, Reagan. And you are the listener. Thank you so much for listening. This is episode three. I can't believe we made it this far. Our corporate funders have not pulled our funding and we get another episode in the books. No, but we do appreciate you listening. Um, This has been a lot of fun for the two episodes that we've done so far. And in case you missed those two episodes, the first one was a pilot where we introduced ourselves and the podcast itself. So we highly recommend that you go listen to that if you're jumping into this one for the first time. But the last entry was part one. Well, the first half of part one or book one, I guess is the better way to say it. The first season of Avatar The Last Airbender. And now we're going to do part two, which is episodes 11 through 20. But before we get into Avatar, since we are our parents and this is Parents at Play, let's talk about who we are a parent of, our son Link. And so uh, we're just going to talk about some highs and lows of the past week. Um, really, really happy with this dude because he has been going to bed like a champ. Yeah. Like, I feel like so many people struggle with bedtime. You had me put him to bed because you weren't feeling well. Mm-hmm. And I was terrified to do the entire bedtime routine just because we've we've got the mm-hmm. the Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen thing down pat. And, you know, I read the books. I turned the light off, you know, prayed over him, shook him, put him in the crate. Shook well, not, <laughs> not shook him. I rocked him a little bit. I love you. Uh, and And put him in the crib and walked out and was like, man, that. In my head, it felt like it went very, very poorly. Yeah. But then I turned on the monitor, and he was conked out. Kind of like tonight, I did it. I did the bedtime routine partially by myself, and I was thinking, oh, man, he is not going to go to sleep. He just seemed really wild. And I laid him down, and we checked the monitor, and he rolled over and was asleep. So, yeah, definitely a high always is him sleeping through the night. Yeah, for sure. I do not miss those nights of no sleep. No, no. And I say it half jokingly about the whole taking care of babies sponsorship thing, but we seriously swear by it so much. If you're a new parent, you have to check it out because it was a lifesaver for us. Um, But Lowe's, because even though he's perfect to us, he is not a perfect kid. I think a low would be naps this week. Mm, Yeah. So he does sleep through the night. He sleeps 11, 12 hours. Amazing. But he really has been struggling with naps. Mm -hmm. Like today, he napped for maybe 45 minutes total. (laughs) He spent a lot of time in his crib just like hanging out and talking and playing. Um, But actually sleeping, it was like maybe 45 minutes. And at his age, he should be napping for like maybe three to four hours. Yeah. Um, so that was, it's just stressful when nap time is when you can get stuff done during the day and he is just not having it. (laughs) Okay. So we're going to start with episode 11, which is the great divide. This is primarily a filler episode. I think maybe the part that stood out to me the most is the very end when Aang comes out up with this like elaborate story about how, oh, I know both of the people that you're talking about and they were actually fighting over like a soccer match or something to that extent. And then all of a sudden they're 
decade, like, millennial-long hatred of each other is just gone because Aang said that he knew the people that they were talking about, and that was a complete lie. I don't think that there's, like, too many episodes in this entire series that I'd be like, yeah, I'm okay not watching, but this is one of those that... I think I would always watch it. It's yeah. just not... It's probably one in the lowest yeah. tier of episodes It's a filler. Definitely a filler. Yeah. Tale of Two Cities retold in Avatar. I've seen it over and over again. Yeah. So, I mean, nothing stellar, but I was really excited to move on to the next episode, which was yeah. really good. So, episode 12 is The Storm. I think the biggest thing for me in this episode is Aang opening up and telling Katara about leaving his people and talking about how the monks were ordering Monk Yatso and Aang to be separated and that's why he left. Just diving more into that because that's the first time we really hear the backstory behind that. Yeah, I loved this episode so much because it gives like real emotional weight to Aang and Zuko yeah. at the same time. There's so much like yin and yang. Yeah. And the fact that you're learning more about both of their stories in the same episode, it just makes that so apparent. Yeah. It makes me think of um it makes me think of Return of the King. So like when you're watching Return of the King, you it's it's split up between like right. the parties and um just as like you're watching one group of people and you start to think about the next ones it jumps to the next people and it Mm. just like it's weird how it effortlessly starts to flow in your mind like with the episode and i felt this so much because i cared so much about ang's backstory and zuko's backstory through this about the both of their pains that they went Mm -hmm. through to make them who they are now yeah and just when i would start thinking about Zuko, it would pop over. Right. Or I'd start thinking about Aang and pop over. And I didn't feel, like, upset when it would switch either. I was no. so engrossed in the story, and I wanted to know more about each of them that I was, like, just totally on board with how they were doing everything. I think that's a really difficult thing to do, and I think For they did sure. really, really good in this episode. I, in my opinion, I think one of the only other like shows or movies that does that well would be the lord of the rings yeah i also want to point out the importance at the very end when zuko actually sees team avatar and chooses not to go after them oh shoot because of the I storm about that yeah he chose his crew's safety over team avatar and i feel like that is the first hint we get at of okay Maybe Zuko isn't as bad as he is making himself seem. Yeah. Because Wait. before he didn't, he like would scream at the crew. He told them, <laughs> he, I could care less about your yeah. safety. And now, yeah, he gave up an opportunity to capture the Avatar. Which, yeah, I, I can't believe I forgot that because that was the first moment that I was like, okay, I don't completely hate this guy. Right. He's, he has some redeemable qualities right and that goes into the next episode which is one of my favorite episodes the blue spirit oh yeah this is such a good episode the whole episode you have no idea who this blue spirit is and obviously ang was trying to help 
Sokka and Katara and got captured. Mm-hmm. And you're like, how in the heck is he going to get out of there? He's like in the m- middle of the Fire Nation's clutches. Yeah. Because he's like, he's tied up. Yeah. But this episode he's was so stressful because Sokka and Katara have no idea where Aang is. Have no idea that he was captured. So this could have been really bad for Aang. And at first, you you think it's going to be a filler yeah. by the way it starts off. Yeah. And then it just, like, keeps going and keeps yeah. going and keeps going. Very much not a filler. And you're just so curious to know who this blue spirit is. Honestly, when I first saw this, I was not thinking it was going to be Zuko. I mean, I don't think anybody thought it was going to be Zuko yeah. underneath the mask. And <laughs> what's, what's funny is, like, I'm thinking about back when I was watching this with my sister and I hated the blue spirit stuff because I was, again, I was half paying attention yeah. when I was watching it then. I'm like, who is, like, what's going on? But if you would have Wait, watched it. Zuka, it's so yeah. annoying. Like, what's happening? And I think the part for me that, like, stings the most is at the very end when Aang finds out that it's Zuko but saves Zuko from the Fire Nation. He saves him even though he knows it's him. Yeah. And... Aang is sitting there talking to Zuko while Zuko is like unconscious and talking about how maybe we could actually be friends. Like that just speaks to Aang's character. Like he was willing to look past all of the pain that Zuko has brought. And he was like, okay, let's be friends. Yeah. But obviously Zuko wasn't ready for that at that point. He wasn't there mentally and tried to attack him he just he i don't think he meant he was trying to hurt him he just wanted him to go away so he like yeah firebended at him but yeah i was so mad at zuko when he yeah started shooting his fireballs i mean you know i always go for the character that is you love that bad boy i love the bad boy (laughs) even when i was little i love the bad boy and i can definitely see i mean zuko just made a huge decision on his part and could have gotten himself captured from the Fire Nation just to rescue Aang. So I can see how he would be confused in that moment and angry with himself. Like I feel like Zuko at the beginning is just constantly fighting against himself and fighting against what he was taught his entire life. Yeah. What a good episode. And then like at the very end, coming back. Like not to not to recap the entire thing, but just him coming back at the end of the episode. Oh, I know. It's like, hey, I got these frogs for you. And they're like, you. I'm just thinking, you have no idea what this yeah. dude just went through. And they're like, where were you? Right. Oh, so then gosh. that leads into the next episode, which is the fortune teller. The fortune teller, and another one, another one to add to my list of episodes that are on the lower totem pole for me. Really? Yeah. I loved this episode. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It just was like, okay, yeah, everybody's like obsessed with this lady who's clearly a big fat phony, but. (sighs) Okay, can I just say, though, we're going to go off on a ship tangent about this episode because for all of the Katang, for all of the canon people who enjoy Katara and Aang being together, I think that this is a another one of those moments where you can see something happening for them and that's when Aang had made the necklace 
as a temporary replacement to Katara's mom's necklace that she had lost. And then, like, just when she puts it on and he's staring at her, you can see the <laughs> the love in his eyes. I guess I'm just... <laughs> I just want to keep saying it didn't come out of it, out of nowhere. That that strikes a chord with you when people say that. That was you with Naruto and Hinata as well. Yes. Oh my gosh. Don't even... <laughs> If you think I talk about Katara and Aang being together and supporting that too much, you have never heard me talk about Naruto and Hinata. <laughs> I could write a book about why Naruto and Hinata should be together and like why it made sense. Gosh. But of course, everybody has their own opinion. I just agree with what is canon, I guess. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't really have much to say about this episode. Yeah, I, I mean... The the only thing that... And it's not even like a, a high or low or a favorite moment or something, a nitpick or anything like that. You just saw the basic formula of the divide of the group. Like, this set of people were believing the lady and this set of people were doubting the lady and they weren't believing each other and then it ended up like somebody okay. was right. I do have a point that I want to talk about about this episode because do you remember in the Jet episode when we were saying Team Avatar was divided about Jet and Sokka ended up being right? And in that moment they decided, okay, we have got to trust each other. We've got to listen to each other. I feel like this episode shows that happening for the first time. So I think that's probably the biggest takeaway from this episode is the teamwork and the... But the next one is when we start to get into more interesting stuff. Unless you... Bato of the Water Tribe. Yes. <laughs> we get to... I know. I love the Water Tribe. I wish you could have seen the little eye roll and hand movement she just did because she loves them Water Tribe boys. I love those Water Tribe boys. <laughs> I am a huge fan of Hakoda. Even his name. <laughs> I know. Hakoda's a sexy name. He, he is just... Whew. <laughs> Anyway. You're turning red. Yes. This episode was the first time where I was genuinely angry at Aang. And I was disappointed. I couldn't figure out how to say that without stuttering too much. I got you. (laughs) Thank you. I was so done with this dude. I'm like, why? You're being such a whiny baby. Get this crap out of my face. And it wasn't just the whiny baby. He knows how much they miss their dad. They haven't Selfish, seen dude. they haven't seen their dad in who knows how long. And then they run into Bato and it's like the first time in a long time that they get word of like how their dad is doing and then they are going to get this opportunity to maybe even see their dad yeah and then ang just decides to hide that news like what what would even be going through your head like i get that he was scared that he was gonna lose them Mm. but that's their dad like that's their only that's like their family that knocked him down pegs for me yeah I like, know it did. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't looking forward to watching that episode with you because I knew you were already struggling with Aang. I knew, I knew you were going to like just hate on him. And also keep this in mind when we were watching these episodes, like, you know, once Sawyer went to sleep, we're busting out the Trulies. 
We're eating some spicy nacho Doritos. We're having a good time. I'm in a good mood. Yeah, and then so, Aang does that. And then Aang does that. It's no just, amount of alcohol can make me care about this I kid know. right now. I was so freaking I know. mad at It's him. just, for me, it was so disappointing because it was so not Aang and completely against his character. It was very much a 12-year-old. Yeah, it was. Yes. <laughs> I don't. I can't even say anything else because it just, I already said enough. The, the kid was dumb. He was... And ridiculously to, stupid in that moment. I feel like a part of it was just Aang not trusting Sokka and Katara and mm-hmm. obviously afraid that they were going to abandon him, which I've, that's, that's a valid fear yeah. in his situation. Um, and then at the very end, they're like, we're not leaving you. Like, I feel like that also strengthened their bond as a team to know, like, we love our dad, but this is more important. Than us getting to see our dad. I think that just really reassured Aang. And obviously he never did something like that ever again. It, it was dumb, but I get it. Especially coming from like an insecure 12-year-old. <laughs> but also another big thing that happened in this was Aang was able to get Katara's mom's necklace back from Zuko. Yeah. It ended up being a really happy ending. They bonded and trusted each other more at the end and Katara got her mom's necklace back. The high part for me in this episode was that fight at the end with Zuko and then like the June. The hitman lady girl. June. Oh, her name's June? Yeah. I thought you were talking to her dog. No. No, June. <laughs> um because Okay, but Juno is June. Yes, Juno for sure <laughs> is June. But that that fight was just so cool cuz they're like dodging that creature what what is that creature yeah, she has I don't know. it's like shooting the tongue that paralyzes yeah. people and then freaking katara is perfume bending yeah. like i i don't know i thought that was it was really cool it was a really clever fight i liked it it was a great episode i'm a sucker for good fight scenes that leads us into our next episode which is the deserter oh yeah this entire episode never went the direction that i thought it was going to go Mm-mm. Not that it was like full of these major twists and turns, but for, I don't know, for some reason, I just thought something different was going to happen. So in this episode, Aang meets what he thought was going to be his firebending, his firebending teacher. John John, right? Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? I, th- I think so. I think we're pronouncing it right. John John. I'm sure you can agree. The big focal point of this episode is Aang burning Katara. Oh, yeah. And he... Again, was being a 12-year-old boy, messing around. He was feeling the power behind firebending, wasn't taking it seriously, and Katara was at the wrong place at the wrong time, and she was burned. This is when he said he was never going to firebend again, which is important to remember because he is the Avatar and will eventually have to master firebending. I thought it was really cool to see Zhao get... Like his butt handed oh to him. Oh my gosh, yeah, because that was Zhao, Zhao. That was Zhao's master. Yeah. I feel like whenever you see firebending people, they always have a big chip on their shoulder, mm-hmm. especially Zhao. Yeah. Like the way, even the way he talked to Zuko, even though I wasn't a big fan of Zuko, I just, I didn't like Zhao even more. Yeah. So to see him get his butt handed to him by Zhang Zhang, Zhang, Zhang. was awesome. Okay, so then this leads us into the next episode, which is the Northern Air Temple. Oh, man, I completely forgot about this episode. Yeah, this is a really fun episode. And I feel like I say that over and over again about the side ones. 
but that just goes to show you how many like really cool adventures that they go on yeah i think one of the first times i was really on ang's side when typically the kid gets on my nerves he has redeeming moments but i'm not usually like i'm full-blown with him on this I liked seeing people appreciating, I guess you could say that's what they were doing, like appreciating the air temple and their way of life. But I didn't like seeing them like build inside of the temple. Definitely didn't like seeing that mechanic or inventor guy just completely decimating because it's air temples are supposed to be like a sacred place, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with there not being any airbenders left. It's like a sacred place. Aang's anger i felt was completely justifiable unlike Mm -hmm. that last episode anyway i think the big part of this would probably be the fight between the fire nation and the people at the air temple oh yeah yeah some serious helms deep vibes Mm -hmm. because they didn't really have anywhere to go I like the big foreshadowing stuff to the end with like the big hot air balloon. I forget what they they the war like balloon. A, the the war balloon. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Them like dropping stinky stuff on them. Oh well, yeah, because Sokka helped create the war balloon, and then didn't the Fire Nation take the <laughs> yeah. war balloon? They take it, take and design, then, and yep. make so it I, that, bigger. <laughs> yeah, that kind of sucked. And the next episode finally is the Northern Water Tribe. They finally make it to the Northern Water Tribe, and this is where. It all goes down. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> and we meet yes. Princess Yue. Love her. Yeah. That, the the only thing that I'm thinking about this entire time. Like, sure, Yue's cool. Love but her. What about that, Paku? Which one was Paku? The old waterbending master. Oh, the old man. Yeah. the the That's the whole thing that I'm thinking about. Is that fight between Katara and Paku? Yeah. Where she's like, "You're not gonna teach me because I'm a girl, dude. Screw that. Yeah. I'll whoop your butt right now." Can we just talk about how infuriating that was? They traveled across the entire planet, yeah, to get to this old man, <laughs> and he says, "No, you're a girl. You can learn how to heal." Excuse, Excuse me? me. Oh my gosh. Well, and even after the fight. And she clearly proved herself. He's like, no. It wasn't until... He's like, wait, where'd you get that necklace? I made it for your, uh, I your, think after, your grand grand. No, I think after the fight, he had gained a lot of respect for her. But he still wasn't going to train her until after that moment, which I thought was a big old sack of Bologna. Yeah. Well, that fight was amazing, and Katara... Ugh. Even though she kept getting knocked down over and over again, she just kept getting back up. I think for me, it was just one of those moments that just solidified that Katara was my favorite because, again, back in 2005, whenever this was, there was not many strong female main characters who fought. Oh, yeah. A lot of the time, it was men. Gross. Yeah, it was the... For women, it was like, you're the princess and you need to be saved. Yeah. Or the healer, like that, like Paku Oh, yeah, you can be a support yeah. role. <laughs> can we just, for a brief moment, talk about the live action No, I don't want to talk scene? about the live action It was movie. so bad. No. How? Like, he does all that dancing and it's just that one yeah. little water bubble. What? How did you think that was okay? I know. And also, Katara was white. 
but that's another story. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other thing. Oh, and then I guess the other big part of this would be the fact that uh, Admiral Zhao hired people to kill Zuko. And they blew up the ship. Oh, shoot. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. And they just think that he's dead, yep. right? Okay. Yep. And I think they just end the episode and you're like, uh, did he get off the boat? Because Iroh got off the boat. Oh, Iroh that's sees right. it blow up. Yeah, this leads us into the Siege of the North Part 1. Which, again, we see the calling card. Yeah. Soot starts falling from the sky. And people are like, wait, what's going on? And Sokka's like, Fire Nation. And I feel like we should talk more about Sokka and Yue's relationship. Because at this point, Yue has made it clear that they cannot be together, even though they would have been perfect and they were so cute together. But she's engaged to somebody else. And then Sokka decides, I can't be with Yue. I'm going to go on a suicide mission. Oh, yeah. And they go after one of the boats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love... <laughs> <laughs> I love seeing Yue's fiancé get thrown off the Fire Nation ship. Do <laughs> you remember? Yeah, I hated that guy. That part made me so happy. And then at this point, we do know Zuko's alive, and he is on his own little mission to get Aang. And then the freaking end of the episode, when Katara shows off her bad A self again against Zuko. Her and Zuko fighting they go head, head to head, toe to toe. And she is doing everything she can. It was a sick fight. It was, but it was also sad because I feel like Katara felt really guilty about, obviously, Zuko captured Aang. That was, like, the last thing that they wanted. But, I mean, she just learned waterbending. (laughs) She did as best as she could. But Aang being in the spirit world, in case you're like, wait a minute, how is Aang not being a part of this fight? Aang gets captured because his body is just in like this zen state because he's off in the spirit world doing a thing and then that leads us to the siege of the north part two the finale yes which part two is lit yeah so freaking good so much stuff happens though let's talk about the moment when zhao tells iroh and he's all like crazy looking like we have to get rid of the moon and killing the fish was the only way to get rid of the moon and like how scary it was that this man was wanting to get rid of the moon (laughs) and completely throw off the balance of everything yeah just so that he could have all of the power which is like dude you're not even the fire lord no that's scary like what are you gonna do with all that power so i think one of my favorite parts of this episode is katara coming out and Zuko is like, are you ready for a rematch? And she's like, trust me, Zuko, it's not going to be much of a rematch. And just like <laughs> kicks his butt. That was so much awesome. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. I don't know why it, you just reminded me of, so before he comes back and he's in the spirit world, can we talk about how scary that spirit is? The one that's like the face stealer? That thing gave me legit nightmares. Aang has to like not show yeah. any emotion whatsoever. Oh my gosh, whatsoever. that was so scary. I was so stressed out because all he has to do is like show any fear and he can get his face stolen. Yeah. So then obviously the big part is 
what you were saying, Zhao coming. Oh, yeah. And this is the first time, too, that Iroh is trying to help them. He had one of the fish spirits in his hand. And Iroh is like, if you harm that fish in any way, I will not hesitate to go full crazy <laughs> on your butt. And then when he he just kills it, and Iroh just goes nuts. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. So cool. It was like making me trembly. <laughs> yeah, so obviously everybody's going after Zhao, and this part sucks so bad because then we learn more about Yue. Oh, yeah. And how the moon spirit saved her, and so in turn she saved the moon spirit and gave her life. To revive it. Yeah. Yeah. And poor Sokka. Now his ex-girlfriend is the moon. His girlfriend turned into the moon. (laughs) But now can we get back to the awesome Avatar moment? Yeah, now is... Okay. Yeah. Now back to what I was saying before. Aang is like freaking Godzilla. Mm -hmm. Like walking around, smashing. Like the Fire Nation is like, they're full blown in the city. Mm -hmm. Waterbenders, firebenders, they're having this amazing fight. And then it's just, you just see this glowing... Godzilla avatar just smashing fools. Zhao's on a bridge and freaking Aang just pummels him. And then he goes out after the ships and he's just like laying waste to everything. It was, and, <laughs> it was so freaking cool. I mean, I'm pretty sure Zhao dies. Oh yeah. Remember that? Aang for sure killed well, Zhao. Well, <laughs> Zuko tried to save him. Remember he like reached out and he's like, take my hand. And Zhao just like let him go, let himself go into the water. Yeah. Which, again, I'm glad that he's gone. I hated that guy, but it just shows Zuko literally, this man tried to kill Zuko. And at the last second, Zuko's trying to save him. It just shows the difference between the two men. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so glad that dude's dead. I hated him. Yeah, and I think at the very end is when we see Azula for the first time. We're not really sure that it's Azula. Oh, but shoot. for it's the like, Azula fans, it's like a um. It's you hear Fire Lord Ozai telling her what to do, like giving her an assignment. Yes, yes, and then, yes, yes. And she like lifts her head. Anything for you, Dad, <laughs> or something like that. That's not what she said. It was almost like a a post credit scene that wasn't post credits. Because the episode felt like it was done. And then that just kind of like slips in right before. And the she's very got end. that creepy Azula smile. Yeah. That's book one. What a great first season yeah. of the show. Starts off a little slow for me. For, me, for I guess, like the first few episodes, yeah. maybe. Maybe let's do like a. Since we're coming to the end of the season, what are your like overall feelings on book one? Let me hear what yours is. Okay. So, book one, short snippet. I feel like it started kind of slow. Um, it was definitely a roller coaster for me personally because there were a few episodes that I wasn't too keen on, mm-hmm. but it ended with a massive bang. Yeah. I felt like there was huge payoff at the end. Yeah, I loved the journey of everybody, and mm-hmm. like remember at the beginning, I didn't like pretty like everyone was on the same playing field. Yeah, by the end, I'm I'm liking people. Katara at this point is probably above everybody else right okay. now for me personally. Mm-hmm. Because I just loved her journey getting yeah. to the Northern Water Tribe. Right. And yeah, book one, if I think it was phenomenal. Definitely. I, I honestly don't know how to summarize how I feel about book one just because I love it so much. For me, it never really felt slow. I also loved the journey of seeing Katara from this 
young I don't know how to describe it she (laughs) was just this girl from the southern water tribe who didn't know much of the world and I mean all of them they all went through this crazy journey to get to the other side of the world and I just love seeing how much they grew in such a short amount of time even Zuko yeah I think has had a a huge he had some great growth moments yes definitely and seeing more of Iroh that was so exciting Oh, yes. Love that dude. Getting introduced to Iroh slowly over book one mm-hmm. was, I think, sets you up really well to just get so much Iroh. And by too. and by the end of book one, everybody's team Iroh, I feel like. Because yeah. you see, okay, he is a part of the Fire Nation, but he's not what he's you not would like see. He's not everybody else. Yeah, so book one, water, amazing. Book one, water. So good. So good. I figure we want to be more honest. We should let the listeners know that at the beginning of this, we were fighting. Oh, <laughs> we yeah. were We were arguing, but we made it through. I just feel like we couldn't just put this episode out there without saying something, like pretending like we weren't arguing yeah. leading up to this. But uh, I'm glad we, we <laughs> pushed through it. I'm glad we did too. And uh, I think it was a good healing moment. Yeah. Are you being serious? Yeah. Oh, okay. I couldn't tell. Just because, like, we were we were arguing at the beginning. Yeah. About. And it's one of those arguments where, like, it wasn't going anywhere. No. But neither of us were giving up. Because <laughs> we're <laughs> very competitive and stubborn and emotional. <laughs> <laughs> They're the worst kind. So I think just like forcing into it was probably a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Because then we just had a great time. Yeah, and if we sounded kind of sad or annoyed at the beginning that's why hopefully we didn't married life y'all yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's it's a roller coaster and uh i think to bring it back to avatar i think this whole experience was probably one of my just the show as a whole not just book one was one of my favorite memories that we've made together Mm -hmm. yeah it was mine too. Yeah, because the the whole thing of like, all right, Link is in bed. Well, it's and mom and dad time. It was so exciting for me because I have been trying to get you to rewatch Avatar for as long as we've been together. <laughs> Thank you, Netflix. For seven years, I've been trying to get you to watch my one of my favorite shows ever because I knew you were gonna love it as much as I did. Yeah. So it was yeah, it was so exciting, and then with. It kind of felt like we were doing something bad because, like, we would put our kid to bed and then, like, we would get all sneaky and, like, get a Truly and, like, turn it on. Get the snacks. We would be all giddy. But, yeah, that was, it was so much fun. Yeah. Now we're uh, addicted to a new K-drama. Yeah. If anybody likes K-drama or has any recommendations, Korean drama, I guess I should. For those who don't know. Yeah. And I'm... I would, well, we, you're watching Korra with me. You've already seen Korra. Yeah. So we're we're also doing it with Korra now yeah. as well. So we'll talk. Yeah. So obviously in the next episode, we're going to do book two, which is Earth. Earth. Very excited for that. Another banger character. Another <laughs> bad A girl comes in and I'm so excited. <laughs> I was about to say, wait, who are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. To get off of avatar so we finished book one might be fun to quickly mention what we're watching 
currently, mm-hmm. just in case anybody is also watching it or is interested in us talking about that in our next series. Oh, yeah. Um, but currently we're watching Korra, because Asa has never watched Korra. So we're watching that, and then we're also watching a Korean drama called It's Okay to Not Be Okay mm-hmm. on Netflix. Yeah. And I personally <laughs> am oh watching The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan oh, documentary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So freaking good. Yeah. What I've seen, the bits I've seen... Super, yeah, I'm really getting into it. I grew up at that time. Mm -hmm. So, like, to see the back end of what me as a kid growing up, and I'm like, Michael, like, it was just really cool. Yeah. And then I'm getting Reagan to watch Gilmore Girls for the first time. Gilmore Girls, oh my gosh. How have I never watched (laughs) this show? It's so good. Also, okay, we're, like, watching, like, six different shows. I I mean, I feel like that's normal. Yeah, I feel like that's normal. We also just started um, BTS's In the Soup. Oh, yes, it's so Their good. show, yeah, so good. So we definitely have some BTS stuff we need to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, if anybody <laughs> wants to make a BTS podcast with us, or with me specifically, yes, with specific. please She's... let me know. I'm... Yeah. Uh, Asa loves BTS, just he's not at my level. I, I didn't come home from seeing back-to-back shows in Chicago to say, oh, by the way, I'm going to go to New York because I can't get enough. And I'm not just going to New York. I'm doing back-to-back shows in New York. <laughs> so Reagan is far and above the, the bigger army than I am. Yes. But, yeah, I mean, that's just a little bit of what's going on with us in our personal lives. And I'm playing tons of video games. So you also all can ask about that stuff, too. You know? Yeah, Mario Sunshine. Yeah, we've been going back and forth playing Mario Sunshine because that's love that um, one of our favorite 3D Marios. Haven't played that since I was a child, so that's been really fun. Yeah, I know we say this all the time, but let us know what you want us to talk about next. What other series do you want? Because we know what we want to talk about. Yeah. And we've got plans, but we yeah. want to hear from you. And, and if you have questions or just want to talk about something that we talked about, feel free to reach out to us on social media too. So yeah, reach out to us. Um, Twitter is probably the, that or email. So if you want to, if you want to email, you can email entertainmentborderline at gmail.com. But that's a little more like not that's personal. a little bit more formal. Yeah. If you just want to talk to us about stuff. Yeah. I'm at a green river zero seven on Twitter. And I'm at Reagan green river on Twitter. But yeah, thank you so much for listening to episode three of the Parents at Play podcast. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing the thing. We wrapped up book one of Avatar Last Airbender. Next episode is going to be the start of book two. So episodes one through ten. So do your homework. Watch all the episodes (laughs) (laughs) uh, in time so you can uh, listen along with us. I think that would be a fun thing to do. Yeah. But uh, yeah, thank you so much. I'm the dad. I'm Asa. And I'm the mom. I'm Reagan. We'll talk to you at the next bedtime. We'll talk to you at the next bedtime.